good afternoon, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to this week's Impact Wrestling Press Pass Podcast. This is Ross Foreman. I'm going to start it out solo as, uh, as Josh had just texted me his uh, his 1.30 call. He's running a little bit late, so he will be uh, joining us momentarily. But I'll give you a quick rundown of what we got. We got uh, Let's start out on this Friday. Uh, Impact airing on uh, Pursuit Channel and Twitch. We have... Uh, World champion Johnny Impact will give us a little update on what's going through his mind, a little explaining to do, some will, uh, some will say. In action, we have Willie Mack against Ethan Page. Moose against Trey from the Rascals. Rich Swan puts that X Division title on the line against Sammy Callahan. We have a tag team match with Eli Drake teaming with Eddie Edwards against Cam and Fala. Also, this Friday, of course, we are live in... Windsor, Ontario, Canada, St. Clair College for the first of two back-to-back nights of Impact TV tapings. Friday night, as you might have seen, is sold out, but if you're in the Windsor, Detroit area, feel free to come over on Saturday night. We still have a few tickets available. Uh, Let's see, we skip ahead to next week, March 29th, against all odds, I think the, the match that everybody wants to see on that one, against all odds, filmed in Las Vegas, will be Scarlett Bordeaux in ring against Glenn Gilberti. I think that one will be, uh, will be priceless. We will uh, skip from there. We're going to go to, uh, as, you, as you might know, today tickets went on sale for the TV tapings in Philadelphia, which is May 3rd and 4th. Tickets are now on sale at 2300arena.com. Of course, that is the old uh, ECW arena, which has been, uh, I believe it's been renovated a little bit. I, I don't know too, too much, but should be interesting going back there for sure. And then uh, April 4th, April 4th, United We Stand, Rawway, New Jersey, 11 p.m. You can watch it on Fight TV. Uh, there's going to be an IRL pre-show starting at 9 p.m., and this is quite simply, it's a, it's a dream match night. So many, so many great matches. Of course, you got uh, Tessa Blanchard going against Joey Ryan. We got, uh, what else we got? We got uh, a knockouts match with Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, Jordan Grace, and Katie Forbes. Let's see, we got a uh, Monsters Ball. Sammy Callahan against Jimmy Havoc. We have Team Impact against Team Lucha Underground. Team Impact is, of course, Eddie Edwards, Johnny Impact, Brian Cage, and Moose. be interesting to see how all those guys can get along. Team Lucha Underground, Daga, Drago, Aerostar, Cuerno. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rich Swan puts the X Division title on the line against Yamato from uh, Dragon Gate. I uh, got Cam and Fala will be in a pre-show match at uh, United We Stand, and of course there is an Ultimate X. Uh, you got Jake Crist, Dante Fox, Coco Brazil, Pat Buck, Jack Evans, and one other. Not to not to be outdone, you of course have the main event, which is RVD Sabu in the ring against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. And with that, let me welcome in. Let me open up his phone line here and welcome in our special guest, a guy who has a legendary career in wrestling and particularly here in Impact Wrestling, a five-time former X Division champion, Loki. Welcome to the Press Pass Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Ross. How you doing today? I'm doing quite well. Business as usual on my grind as I am every day, and the future is looking quite good. All right, well, where, where are you today, and what's uh, what's going on with you? Well, what brings me back today is the, uh, the words being shared from Impact side of the, the spectrum. Now, I haven't been in Impact for several years, but it appears that someone's speaking my name once again, and it just happens to be coming with the assistance of one Conan. Conan... I've known him for quite a long time. I've known about him for even longer. And our paths have crossed many, many times throughout my career. And most recently, our paths crossed in Miami. And that's what brings me back to Impact. To speak to you and to speak to everyone in regards to a supposed challenge. A challenge being made by LAX, 
Is that correct? Am I, am I saying that correctly, Ross? You are. Santana, Ortiz, okay. Conan. Ah, okay, yes. So uh, a challenge being thrown out by LAX. Now, why would that happen? Oh, that's right. Because our paths had crossed in Conan's hometown in Miami. And things didn't turn out as well as he had hoped in Miami. But then again, that's what you get for playing with someone you don't know. And now he's well enough and back on his feet to be in the minds of those two boys. Look at their faces, the children. But what Conan's been doing is the same thing that he's been doing for generation after generation after generation of professional wrestling, and that's associate himself with younger people. Why is that? He's easy to make money off of. He knows better. He can guide them. He's done this for how many names has he dropped up until this point? Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. He's a part of Ricochet's rise to fame. He's a part of Homicide and, and, and uh, Hernandez and uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. You know, the OGs, the ones that they recently had trouble with. Oh, but that's right. Conan seems to be a part of this entire process. He's the master puppeteer. He's the one pulling the strings. And what happens when that happens all the time? And you're the only puppeteer. You have to do all the work. And he's getting paid off of us going against one another once again. He's upset. He had a point proven to him in Miami. And now he's got my people. People from New York, people from my background, he's gotten in their heads thinking that they're big fish in a small pond, and now they want to call out a shark. Is that right, Ross? Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I really would like to think that I'm wrong in this instance. Well, I just, uh, this sounds very personal with you and Conan. Well, how much more do you need to prove to somebody that it's not in their best interest to stick their nose where it doesn't belong? Professional wrestling has been around for such a long time, but let me delve into a little bit of history for you. The Mafia, they were involved in professional wrestling well into the past. Why? Because they needed to launder their money into the territories. Then the territories made their money off of the stars and interchangeable professional events. So there's a structure to this business, and Conan has been a part of this business far longer than we have. So he understands this process just as well as they did. And he's associated himself with every generation's stars. This is the same method that old hustling promoters have pulled on wrestlers for years. The only difference is now we have one of our own doing it to us. And now Santana Ortiz, we were once standing side by side. And now you want to stand across from me. And now you want to say respect may be there. Do you realize what you're talking about? Do you realize who you're speaking to? You guys want to place a challenge, and why? Aren't you already the most decorated tag team champions in the history of Impact? Oh, no, but that's not enough. Ah, the old man is not feeling so well because he bit off too much in Miami. And now you're going to come to his aid. You're going to come to his rescue. Like the knights in shining armor who are enamored by t-shirts and catchphrases. Okay. If that's how you'd like it. I think this is official then, Ross. So you're officially uh, accepting? Yes. Yes, we are. All righty. It'll be yourself, Ricky Martinez against LAX at United We Stand. In Rahway, a place I'm quite familiar with. So yes, United We Stand, we will be standing across from LAX. All right, bring bring us up to speed on yourself and uh, Ricky Martinez. What kind of a team can we expect out of the two of you guys? Well, Ricky Martinez is from Miami, Miami which is Conan's hometown. He understands things in Miami that most people don't because all they are are observers, people from the outside looking in. It takes a special person to grow up and live in Miami. It takes an even more special person to survive 
The lifestyle there is not for the weak. It's much different, and it has a lot of hands involved in its process. Ricky Martinez, El Sicario, for Salina de la Renta, and Promociones Dorado, he's coming in to pull some weight. And I, on the other hand, I believe my reputation precedes me. But in case anyone has forgotten, I am a DNA original. I am the five-time X Division champion. I'm a three-time NWA tag team champion. And believe me, Johnny Impact is the world champion. Be very careful, Johnny, because I'm never too far away. I don't think anybody's uh, questioned you. Uh, you and I go back years. Uh, certainly have uh, the utmost respect for you. I have to question what you've uh, said about Santana and Ortiz. These are. Hello, okay, are you there? I'm right here. Your uh, your comments about Santana Ortiz, three time. Tag team champions, almost for a combined five, 600 days at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it was the most respectful comment you had about Santana or, and Ortiz. There's nothing about being respectful. There's everything about being realistic. The quality of your tag team championship reign has not been stretched to its limits. It hasn't been tested to the capacity of what you guys are fully capable of. And I know this better than anyone because I come from the same place you do. I've watched you've grown up in this industry. I've watched you succeed in multiple levels of this industry. I understand what it takes to survive from the background we both share. And to be in the position that you are today is quite remarkable. However, I do understand the level of competition you have faced and it means nothing until you are challenged to the very limits of your being. You guys have not been challenged to that capacity. No, you have not. And I can tell because I can see it in the faces of the competitors you have come across. You guys haven't come across killers. Now you will. All righty, Loki. Well, with that, we're going to open up for media questions. Media be a star six to get in queue ask you to please identify yourself and your media outlet and one question and one question alone. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. Hey, Loki, it's James Walsh from the Wrestling Epicenter. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Hey, James. Um, I have a silly question to start out with. First of all, all welcome back to Impact Wrestling. We're so happy to, as a fan, see you back and see an original. You were in the first match ever in Impact Wrestling history, so very, very cool to have you back. But my question is, I'm listening to you talk, and you have the best voice in the history of professional wrestling, have you ever considered just <laughs> exclusively doing voiceovers? Because you're incredible. Well, thank you. I don't consider that a silly question, but it's something that I've been working on for several years. I've been manipulating and managing my voice differently than I had in the past. Now with more experience, especially in the realm of pro wrestling, I get to combine the two skills. So I'm actually enjoying the the exposure of just testing out the waters and seeing how it's received. So and that's why I'm at right now. I'm actually moving towards that direction, and I have been in for quite some time. Very cool. Almost a Morgan Freeman quality in your in your vocal abilities. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This is Thomas Lawson from SportsKeeler.com. Uh, we just heard, yeah, you were on the very first episode of Impact. Uh, back in 2002, you're a five-time X Division champion. I just wanted to get your thoughts. What is there left for you to accomplish as part of Impact? As, as far as Impact, there's always one left, and that's for the World Championship. However, time will tell whether or not that comes to fruition or not. But 
in regards to me being uh, in my position and for doing it as long as I have. I'm always up for new challenges, and every generation brings out new challenges. It's just the nature of evolution. Every generation after the previous usually has more convenient improvements, and their return, especially in sports athletics, are usually higher, kind of like the Michael Jordan effect. After Michael Jordan came out, everybody wanted to be like Mike, so their games changed according to how he played the game as opposed to how it was played overall before him. Thank you very much. I know you just uh, celebrated 20 years in wrestling. I just want to congratulations on your huge milestone. Well, thank you, sir. It's uh, not, one, uh, not one that's easy to reach, that's for sure. Mm. Hi, Loki. This is Nick Hausman with Wrestling Inc. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. How you doing, Nick? Good. Uh, I uh, Actually, yeah, I got to chat with you about a month ago here uh, when you were in Chicago, and one of the things I remember you talking about was uh, how you are testing the waters of moving into a little bit of a teaching position, producer position, maybe in the future, something you're interested in. Uh, have you had any yeah. talks with Impact Wrestling about maybe stepping into a, a backstage role in any capacity? Uh, and at that capacity, not at the moment, although it's something that seems reasonable to be explored. I have the most experience in the company there if I were to do something like that, and I can come from a perspective of success, not one of just uh, uh, speculation. So, I mean, I could definitely convey stuff that would help them if that were something of interest. But, you know, I've been focused on Major League Wrestling for the past year, and I've uh, succeeded rather well in, in maintaining that focus. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Loki. Oh, thanks, Nick. Okay, we're going to go to a, uh, a YouTube question from Brother Gary. He wants to know, what is, what's your best match of all time? <laughs> I usually get asked this a whole, a whole lot. I don't think I've had my best match. So my best match of all time is yet to be determined. I've always been in the mindset that my best match must be my final match. And the reason being is it's an accumulation of everything that I had learned and experienced and get to be put to use at that given point to where there's nothing left. So, I mean, my best match, I don't believe I've had it yet. I've had some notable matches, matches that do stand out, such as uh, my match with uh, Kota Ibushi and Prince Devitt in New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom in 2013. Um, that was when I introduced uh, the Hitman suit. So, I mean, that's that's a notable one, but I have many notable matches in my my career. I think uh, a segue from that question would be a, uh, a question we got from uh, claims to be chicken fillets. I'm not sure if that's uh, Chick Fil A or just chicken fillet, but he wants to know what fresh faces in Impact do you see that you would like to step in the ring against? Hmm. Fresh faces. That's a, that is a good one because there is a new roster since I had been there what, two years ago. It was 2017. Yeah. So, fresh faces. Hmm. I usually go after the top guys first. So, let's eliminate the champions. Fresh faces, I would say probably Brian Cage. He's a, definitely a formidable opponent. But I think he has too many holes in his game because of his style. But I mean, that's that's a that's a matchup that hasn't been done before, and doing it in Impact would probably be something special. How would you counter the, uh, I don't know, seventy-five pound weight uh, difference? Oh, I've been in the ring against Ake Bono and Big Show. That's nothing for me. Already. <laughs> I mean, I got a 400-pound weight difference between me and Ake Bono. I think I can manage with uh, with uh, with Cage. Sean Ross Sapp of uh, Fightful.com here. 
you, you've been in and out of Impact Wrestling a few times. What do you think will make this different? Are you expecting a long-term stay? Do you have any plans in that regard? And, and what are your thoughts on the new regime or the newer regime in Impact compared to some of the others you've been a part of? Well, everything is, uh, you have to take everything one step at a time. And I've always done that. I guess that's the reason why I've been allowed to return several times with Impact because everything is a step-by-step process because there is so much involved. And at this level, there's more involved than what people consider reasonable. And uh, it's because of the nature of a professional business that has to be arranged. And uh, it, it has similar, similar aspects to the fight game, but then other similar aspects to entertainment world which operates completely differently than the the fight game and the fight mindset. So I've always approached everything as a one step at a time basis. This is another one step at a time basis, just like it was in 2017, just like it was in 2014 and before that. So, you know, I don't go in with any expectations other than the expectations out of myself, which are I'm showing up, I'm getting busy and I'm going home. So in that respect, you know, I'm looking, ex- I'm excited that there's another opportunity at hand. And then the opponents that we have, you know, it's, it's not like we're coming in to call it a night. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Hi, this is Joel Torres from Contralona, Puerto Rico. Um, Loki, hey, um, you know, hi, how you doing, brother? Good, good. Um, you know, for many years, uh, the pro wrestling business, you know, has, has been showing us uh, guys from over 220 pounds, you know, as main eventers of the, of the business, you know, if, in any show, any pay-per-view, etc. cetera. Uh, nowadays, you know, uh, guys under the 200 pounds, like you and other guys like in the business, are main eventing this, this, this wrestling business. What are your thoughts about that? Well, my thoughts on smaller wrestlers beginning to main event or main event, it has to be justified. You can't just put anybody in that position, no matter what size or shape they are. They have to be justified or excuse me, they have to be qualified to be in that position. I've always treated it that the main event is a special position. You've earned the right to be in the main event because of your skill, because of your work ethic, because of your integrity. So you've earned that right to be there. Nowadays, the way that it appears is that there's more of a higher skill set in the lower weights under 225 than there are on the higher weights. Why? Because traditionally you find more power and impact styles from the heavier bodies. From the lighter bodies, you have more flash and more high-level technique. So it looks more skillful. It doesn't mean the heavyweights aren't skilled, but you get more excitement and more flash out of the smaller sizes. So that seems to be what intrigues people to, to want to place them in the main event. That's fair, but they have to be skilled and they have to be qualified to be in the main event. I think that's important because no matter what, you can always have Ray Mysterio. You know, he's always going to bring a certain quality to the match. He's smaller than I am. So you always know what you're going to get with him. He's a constant main eventer, no matter where he goes. So for smaller wrestlers, I think that's a good thing, but they have to understand that's a special position. If you want to be in the main event, you better be skilled enough to prove it. All right, excellent. Thank you. All right, thank you. Hi, this is Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. How are you? Doing well. Thanks, Bill. Uh, I just wanted to ask um, your thoughts on how your wrestling style um, has become a little bit more mainstream and how do you feel about having like an influence on today's wrestlers? Well, thank you. Um, As far as my style, I've always considered my style adaptive or adaptation. Over time, it's been seen more of an American strong style, but to me, it seems more of a fight oriented sport presentation that had been lost in American pro wrestling for such a long time because people wanted to be entertainers rather than competitors. Athletes make more money than entertainers, but they have a shorter window to do it. So, because your body can only take so much punishment before it gives out. 
and the the transition from the attitude era because that's when I began. I began at the tail or mid attitude era to the tail end of the attitude era. So the, the mentality of pro wrestling at that time wasn't necessarily what I brought to the table. I brought more of the sport oriented New Japan, All Japan attack competitive sport style to the United States and me being at my size, I'm not Ray Mysterio. I'm not going to fly around and do those type of flash special moves. That's not my forte. I'm more of a, a fighter and more of a striker. So that's what I, that's what I trained for. And because of that, I adapted it very well to become believable and competitive in the world of pro wrestling. So it was accepted into the culture. It took a long time to get there, but this is what had always been needed, which is the believability behind pro wrestling. And now with the UFC and MMA being so readily available and aware to the general public, we have to step up our game. So having an influence on that, I don't necessarily think I had an influence on it as much as I was at least able to let everyone know, Hey, this is what could be done if you do it this way. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the question. Well, Loki, before we uh, move on to our, our next media caller, I do want to uh, go back to what you were saying earlier. Um, certainly this is a very personal situation with you, you and Conan, but uh, there's also, uh, you know, the Ortiz-Santana factor. Um, they are the greatest tag team in Impact Wrestling history, and I'm happy to say that uh, Ortiz is here on the call right now. Oh, wonderful. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm here. All right, well, welcome. Uh, it's all set. United We Stand, April 3rd, Rawway, New Jersey, LAX with Conan against Loki and Ricky Martinez. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's going to be one hell of a match. I guarantee you that. I mean, there's nothing but respect, as you know, Loki, when it comes to uh, me and Santana. Uh, there's nothing but respect to you and uh, – what you've done and what you've done for this business, but you uh, you crossed the line when you went after K Dog, and you know it was only a matter in t- matter of time that we were going to get involved. A matter of time, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, this is where you fail to realize your lack of experience is what's going to lead you to trouble. I've tried to warn you guys. I've been warning you for several years, as a matter of fact not only going back to New York, but going into impact together. I've been warning you, pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention to what's going on in the office. Pay attention to who's around you. And yet you still turn a blind eye. This is the danger. He wants everybody to say, orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después, but he has no problem having us fight amongst each other. And when we fight amongst each other, who gets paid? But who takes on the damage? This is the stuff I've been trying to warn you and your knucklehead partner for so many years. You still refuse to pay attention. But there's only so many times that we can speak to you before you just refuse to listen and we have no other choice but to force our hand. I've tried to warn you for several years. You personally, because I know you like to think your partner's the hothead. And everybody knows it. And what happened? You had issues not only with, with Penta and Phoenix. You had issues with the OG. And why? Who's the common factor in this entire experience? Is it me? No. I've just been trying to warn you. Is it you? To some degree. But who's really the common factor in this whole process? Hmm. The guy who's been around... Since the 80s and 90s. Ah. You see, I told you to follow the money. And you didn't pay attention. Now I'm about to get paid. And I'm about to get paid very well. And it's going to be at your expense. And your knucklehead partner's expense. You come and try to play both sides because you want to be the good cop. I'm going to show you respect for all you've done here in Impact and all you've done in pro wrestling. But your partner, on the other hand, when he wants to talk about us, your respect may be there. Well, I hope for your sake 
It is. Now, everybody wants to say, okay, we have an opportunity to talk and sell the show and sell tickets and this and that, but people don't understand this goes way deeper than a freaking show. I've been trying to change things for a long time and lead by example, and you guys are still following the wrong one. United we stand, we get to do this in Rahway, New Jersey. How many times have we all gotten busy in Rahway, New Jersey, and why? I got your attention now, don't I? Oh, 100%. Um, hey, you're entitled to your opinion, and that's fine. I just know, and deep down in the bottom of my heart, that we're doing the right thing. And we, we, we have each other's backs, regardless of how you feel about K-Dog, regardless of how you feel about my partner, we, we stick together. And you just happen to be on the other side uh, this time, and that's fine. It's, a, it's just a fact of life. Sometimes brothers fight. Sometimes things happen. But just know when it comes to United We Stand, we're not going to hold back anything. You taught us better than that. When we're we're, we're going to bring our A game, and I just, I just hope that you and Ricky are ready. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. Well put. I think we have our complete confirmation, Ross. You will have the Latin American exchange. Ricky Martinez and the professional at United We Stand. All righty. Yes, well, sir. We do have a, a few more media questions. Uh, Ortiz, do you mind sticking around? Yeah, rock and roll. Oh, hello, Loki, Ortiz, Ross, uh, Stephanie from Steel Chair Magazine in UK. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling, Stephanie. Uh, thank you, too, because it's been a while, and uh, listening to this voice, it's such a great thing. I love this voice. Yeah. Uh, well, my question was, um, as it seems, you're back with impact, but my, my question is really different. Um, you're from the same generation of E.G. Styles, Mojo, Christopher Daniels. All of you made TNA at that time. You all became become both successful, influential, yeah. Uh, over the recent years, do you think there was a secret to your success? And at that time, did you think your generation would have the effect they had right now on the business? I don't think that at that time I considered they would have an effect the way they had now. But it's just its evolution. Any generation is always going to have an influence on a further generation, depending on how it, it behaves. And my generation, fortunately, we had a lot of competitors. We had people of different backgrounds, so they weren't the same. But when we all met each other, we all knew how to compete. We were all hungry in pro wrestling, and we had a level of understanding for competition that made it fun. So we all competed and we pushed each other. A lot of the times, you would run into other wrestlers that made you better, but it was because they pushed you when you pushed them. So it was back and forth and people would really start getting into developing strong chemistry. So I think I was fortunate in my generation to be surrounded by uh, people of different age groups, but who knew how to compete, but were really good at what they did. Ross, do you allow me a second question? Sure, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, Loki, uh, uh, there is a question. You've been in the business for more than 20 years. You're turning 40 this year, like me. Um, if you were meeting the, the young Loki who, who had his first match in 1998, yeah. right now, what, what would you say to this young guy? <laughs> After that everything is. that you went through all the matches, all the companies, 
traveling all over the world. Right now, what would you say to this young guy? I would say enjoy more of it. Because I would, wow, that's a that's an incredible question. I would say to my younger self of my first match in 1998, everywhere that you go, try to enjoy more of it. Because I spent so much focus and so much time training and, and becoming a pro wrestler, even when I was in special places and doing special things, I didn't get a chance to enjoy them as much as I could have. But that was because it required a, a deep focus to reach the level of success that I had. And, uh, but yeah, I would say enjoy more of it. That's what I would say to my younger self. I don't know what I would say to my younger self. It was meeting myself when I was when I was twenty. But yeah, I, I think it's better this way. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for your questions. Okay. Hey guys, Ryan Bowman from thegorillaposition.com. Loki, oh, good to talk to you again. Hey, uh, for the last pretty much a year, you've been in the face of one of the fastest growing promotions in the world. Um, My question is, do you feel like that long MLW world title reign really cemented your legacy? And also considering your history as a TNA original and all your accomplishments, are there any regrets or negative feelings that you never had to run with the Impact world title so far? Um, well, that, that's difficult because they're different animals, both companies. Uh, they're operated differently. The, the mentality of operation is different. And uh, they're just different different environments. With MLW, I don't think it solidified me in respects to anything special other than the fact that I'm qualified at what I do. And I can do it at an exceptionally high level. And I've been consistent at that for a very, very long time, which lends favor to, okay, he knows what he's doing. And he has for a long time. With that respect, I was just having fun. Major League Wrestling allowed me to have fun again, which is something I haven't been able to do in pro wrestling because of the nature of what pro wrestling has become. And I'm... I come from a different generation of pro wrestlers. It was a different world when I began, so there were different motivations as to why to do this or how to do this. Now, the environment is completely different, but the motivations are different, and so is the work ethic, and so is the attitude. So sticking around in, in impact of not being able to uh, claim the world championship as a competitor, that's always going to be in you. I don't think it necessarily has any negative effect on me or the company at any rate, but it's just that's how everything has evolved up until this point. But with MLW, that allowed me to just showcase my, my skill set, but at the same time, have new matchups with different generational wrestlers, including uh, Conan, who in my career, I never even had the idea that I would have a chance to wrestle him, but I had a chance to. So, I mean, I was still be, still able to accomplish some, some cool stuff and some great things in Major League Wrestling, and Major League Wrestling allowed me just to reinvigorate the love that I have for this. And now with Impact, returning to Impact for, what, the sixth time, seventh time, whatever it may be, it's still, it's a new landscape, it's a new environment because it's operated differently with new management, the, the wrestlers who are there, they're new generation of wrestlers. So it's a whole new landscape. So I don't go in with any expectations other than I'm doing the same thing I've always done. Show up, get busy, go home. Well, I'm enjoying both companies right now. I'm glad to see you, that you're working with both. Take care. and Thanks for answering the question. Well, thank you for your question, sir. I've got a question via Facebook from Kenny R., who actually directs it to both you two, uh, Loki and Ortiz. What kind of match can we expect April 4 in Rawway? <laughs> physical. Yeah, I would have to agree. Very physical match. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the safest way to place it. 
either you care to expand on that? I mean, I mean, uh, on impact and then have seen Ortiz and Santana wrestle an impact. I think physical pretty much sums it up rather clearly. And now there seems to be a little more incentive in our approach. So I think physical is rather, rather accurate. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, as you, as Loki just put it, I mean, if you've seen his Russell on impact, you know, when, um, when it gets this serious, you know, the type of match that it brings out of us. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, again, uh, Loki's a mentor and we have respect, but, uh, we feel that he crossed the line and, you know, we have to come correct and, um, reciprocate with the, with the proper amount of force. And, uh, that proper amount of force usually means, um, we hold no punches back. And, uh, yeah, it, it, that's what you're going to see at United with Stan. It's, it's going to just be a physical contest between four of the top athletes in the world at the moment. And, uh, yeah. No, Ortiz, you, you do say the four of the best athletes, but of course we have the X factor outside the ring with Conan. Certainly there is no love loss with Loki and Conan, uh, the Conan factor, how does this play into that uh, match? I mean, Conan is a veteran, and uh, when you think he's sleeping, he's not. I mean, he's he's, he's always a factor. You, you always got to look out for him. I mean, he's going to always make sure his boys are all right and taken care of. If, um, you know, things go a little too far, uh, Conan is never the type that uh, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty when needed. Um, and, yeah, uh, but uh, me and Santana are definitely capable enough uh, to handle it on our own. But again, uh, there's a uh, bad blood between Conan and Loki and you never know how that's going to unravel. Loki, you certainly have touched on the uh, Conan factor earlier in this call. Anything else you'd like to add about Conan? I tried to prove a point and I guess I didn't prove enough of a point in Miami. <laughs> So we'll handle things the way that we deem appropriate in Rahway, New Jersey. Rahway's been a, a very special place, not only for myself, but for Santana and Ortiz as well. We have a deep history in Rahway, a deep pro wrestling history in Rahway. But we'd like to continue that legacy, but at the expense of us being across from one another, I can't say much beyond the fact that it's going to be physical. Stephanie from Future Magazine again. Uh, I think there's one subject that we don't talk about. United, which we stand, of course. We talk about the match, but we don't talk about the card. And I wanted to have your opinion on this great dream match that are going to take place. Avidi, Sabu, uh, Penta, etc. Um, both of you, Ortiz, like Loki, um, how do you feel about this amazing card? It's, a, it's a, an incredible card as you have matchups that you would not normally see. And then to the degree of how they're being presented in these multi-man matches with Lucha Underground versus Impact, Major League Wrestling versus Impact. You have the intergender match. You have uh, the Ultimate X match. So you have a very big spectrum from Impact Wrestling being showcased. And it's not only with impact wrestlers is now including wrestlers who are showcased in other companies and in other places. And that's, what's going to make this event even that much more special. Uh, yeah, to elaborate on that, just, uh, when you have, uh, so many companies kind of coming together and working together, it just creates uh, a really fun and unique atmosphere. I mean, you have MLW, AAA, um, people from all over, uh, doing the show, veterans like uh, RVD and Sabu. Uh, I mean, it, the card is, is, is stacked and is dope. As the the wrestling fan in me, uh, you know, I just I wish I could just sit back and watch the, the the card unfold and just some of the matches. And I will be that day. Uh, what I can watch, but it's just it's just always good for wrestling when a bunch of companies come together and uh, put on 
this sort of uh, super card that they're putting on. And also, uh, also just doing an intergender match, which a lot of companies don't uh, ever really uh, uh, mess with, but it's becoming more and more common nowadays. And that's always, it's, it's awesome. It's just, uh, it's an awesome card. There's talent from all around the world, and uh, it'll probably be one of the best shows on WrestleMania. So oh, I'm sure. Anything else there? Sorry, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I thought you were done. Oh, no, I was just saying that it's going to be an amazing show, and thank you. And thank you to us. Thank you for your question. Thank you. So do I assume that both Ortiz and, and Loki, you guys will try to be, uh, if possible, watching a few of the matches April 4th? Oh, I always watch the matches. I'm always aware of what goes on on the cards. That's what we used to do in Railway. Yeah, same. Um, I, as as much as I'm involved in wrestling, I'm still a wrestling fan, and it's still awesome to see these um, men and women really um, go at it and just do things that normal human beings can't do. And it's just it's awesome. I, honestly, I can't wait for the show. It's one of the, the. I'm not being biased or anything, but it's definitely one of the shows that I'm looking forward to the most. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. One final question here for you guys. Hey, Ryan Bowman from thegrillaposition.com again. Uh, Low-key, I was curious, you talked earlier about your in-ring style and how it's based around a lot of striking. I'm kind of wondering where that physical background began. Did you compete in other sports as a youngster, and what athletes did you admire when you were growing up? And thanks for your time today, guys. Thanks for your time, and thanks for your questions. Growing up, my era was Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, um, Bruce Lee, like the, the epitome of, of what the highest level, like people would consider the Mount Rushmore in whatever given sport. Um, that was the era I grew up in. So the level of competitiveness and the level of uh, work ethic had, had to be up until that extreme level. And it was to that extreme accomplishment. So that's what was the basis of my motivation behind investing myself into the things that I did. Now coming into pro wrestling and adapting my striking and adapting my style uh, from the martial arts world into the pro wrestling world, it began with Aikido, traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu and judo, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai and Kung Fu. So these were the, the, the disciplines that I incorporated into what I was doing for pro wrestling. As I moved on, I got into more uh, other arts, or excuse me, striking arts and weapons arts, such as Arnis. So, Tres Hanpas Arnis de Mano, I trained under Grandmaster Andy Sanano, who's the, the authority on Filipino martial arts education in the United States. So, my training was at a high level for the highest level of competition so that I can execute extremely efficiently and accurately for pro wrestling. All righty, guys. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up for this week. I do have one final uh, question that came in from Miguel. Uh, this is actually directed for you, Loki. Uh, Loki, I'm flying cross-country for United We Stand. Can I get an autograph at United We Stand from you? Well, certainly. All righty. Well, it's... it's oh, I'll take care of you. <laughs> All right. Well, we will have... Uh, there will be autograph opportunities uh, about 9.30 at the arena. Uh, media who's attending, please let me know. We're going to have uh, plenty of media opportunities for one-on-one interviews. That night, just uh, give me a heads up in advance who you'd like to talk to. Uh, Ortiz, we'll give you the floor first for a, a final thought. Um, man... If if you can get a ticket, get a ticket. If you can't, watch it on uh, Fight TV or wherever else is streaming. Um, you don't want to miss this event. Uh, you don't want to miss our match. You don't want to miss the, just the whole card in general. It's just every time there's events like this, especially for some reason that Impact Locker Room, everyone brings it. And everyone's going to put out their best work because they know a lot of eyes are watching. And uh, I, I feel that we have a good track record when it comes to big shows that Impact just puts on really, really awesome cards. And being with all the other talent involved, I mean, you can only imagine. 
Uh, just come, United We Stand. Uh, I just hope, like I said earlier, I hope Loki and Ricky are ready because, uh, you know, these these young pups still got it. Loki, the floor is yours. Yeah, I suppose you young pups do got it. On Bravo, you've had an interesting past several years of an evolve or evolution within impact. And can't say I'm not proud because success is something you want for all of your people. However, success is going to be an overall thing. In Rahway, New Jersey, on April 4th, we're going to have United We Stand. It's going to be an outstanding event with dream matches from all around, headlined by Pentagon and Phoenix versus Sabu and RVD. That's the main event, but you have main event matches throughout the entire event with a roster of young competitors and some old ones. And as Ortiz had said, when you get the locker room to that degree, it gets interesting because everybody comes to work. So it's going to be an exciting event. Yours truly, I'm coming with company. I'm coming with Ricky Martinez from Major League Wrestling, and we're going against the Latin American Exchange of Santana Ortiz, accompanied by Mr. Conan himself. So I look forward to seeing everyone there, but most certainly I look forward to getting back into impact. All righty. Ortiz, thank you for, very much for calling in. Uh, Loki, look forward to seeing you April 4th, Rahway, New Jersey. Thank you very much. Media, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Ross. Right. Bye-bye. Take care, Ross. Thank you, guys. Unmute.